0: The following podcast contains explicit language.
1: Hello, and welcome to the B-Side for episode 1641 of our national conversation about conversations about race. Asian Americans represent. I'm Anna Holmes, here at the Panoply Studios with our guest, Ari Berman. Hey, Anna. Hi. Ari, for listeners who don't know this already, is a contributing writer for The Nation magazine and an investigative journalism fellow at The Nation Institute. So, Ari, on our last episode... We discussed the cultural and political influence of Asian-Americans, why they're often ignored or left out, and what's happening to change that. But no conversation is complete without our listeners' comments. So here is our producer, A.C. Valdez, with some of what you all had to say.
0: So I was really excited about the thanks and gratitude we got from a lot of people on Twitter about mm-hmm. the Asian-American represent uh, thing, but not a whole lot of people wrote in about it. Really? So we got a few more uh, voice memos and, and other comments about other past stuff we've discussed. This one is from Jasmine, and it's kind of a short story about community policing.
2: Hi, About Race Team. My name is Jasmine Robinson. I am from Long Beach in Compton, California. I am responding to your um, podcast about uh, community policing, where you ask. I think a listener asked if there are there's a way to have police be required to live in the neighborhoods that they're policing. I don't think there's a requirement. I do know of a program that my dad participated in. He is a an elementary school principal in Compton, California. They offered teachers, uh, police officers, and people who worked in the justice system great deals on homes in the community and gave them other benefits to entice them to move closer to the community that they serve. My dad did take advantage of that and it resulted in me living in Compton for most of my high school years, although I did go to school in Long Beach. It definitely brought him closer to the community. It also did a great thing for him in that he now owns two homes and is now almost done paying off the first one after just 15 years due to the great deal that he got. So I would say that it greatly benefits the community and also the people who service the community to take advantage of these programs. And I hope that there are others throughout the state.
1: And that's a great story. I'm glad to hear that.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to know I we did get several other listener emails about similar incentives that do exist in order to get people to like police especially but mm-hmm. but other public servants to mm-hmm. move to their areas where, are these, where they where they're working. Okay. I was I was wrong about not having a whole ton to talk about about the Asian American episode. I was okay, wrong. Okay. Sometimes I'm wrong.
1: All right. This happens.
0: <laughs> there was a series of tweets, Tropical Babushka is her is her twitter handle doesn't
3: sound very asian but Um, she's
0: inclusion she's not actually she's black (laughs) she has comments about
3: asian
1: americans (laughs) Um,
0: and her her comments kind of amounted to this she was sort of disappointed with last episode Mm -hmm. she understands the asian american frustration with being ignored and hidden racism but her critique was that black folks are not hyper visible because we're louder or more assertive we're hyper visible because we're so stigmatized and i was just wondering what you were thinking about that because i don't remember I don't you remember. ever making that point necessarily, no, but I, I th- think do think we did point. discuss the relative lack of visibility, or right. at least the way in which Asian Americans are ignored in that conversation? Sure, but
1: but but no one was no one was connecting invisibility of Asian Americans to behavior or character stereotype so i'm not quite sure what this listener is getting at no one said that that asian americans are 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 more marginalized or rendered invisible than let's say african americans because they're quieter Mm -hmm. Um, so i'm not sure i feel like she's arguing against something we didn't say
0: the other thing that she points out is that we hinted it towards the end but there wasn't any kind of substantial discussion about southeast asians and east asians and you know i think that episode is kind of a reflection that in this new iteration of this show, Mm -hmm. we're going to keep continuing that conversation. Like this is varied and multifaceted and like very hard to encapsulate in just over an hour. Agreed. I'm going to move on to an email from Danielle and Danielle says, and this is kind of a general email regarding Trump (laughs) titled, is Trump starting a conversation? Ari, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this. I grew up in a family with a very liberal mother and a father who has become increasingly conservative. He identifies as a Republican, but does not plan on voting for Trump. Although I don't see him voting for Clinton either. He claims, like a lot of other conservatives I know, that race relations have actually been set back during Obama's term, and that PC culture makes it so that racism is hidden and can't actually be addressed. He thinks that Trump is actually facilitating a moment of national venting, and that we're better off knowing who the real racists are. I feel that we're not actually having a conversation about race unless the other side is still able to say when and why something is offensive to them without being shut down as the PC police or oversensitive millennials. Otherwise, we're swinging back too far in the wrong direction. So here's the question. Do you think there's anything positive that will come out of Trump's candidacy? And I think she's probably referring back to the venting. I can say pretty unequivocally
3: no. I don't think anything positive will come out of the Trump candidacy other than possibly a rebuke of some of the things he stands for, though I i don't know how that's going to shake out.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like there's been really a rebuke of the things he's stood for yet. I think, in, in fact, there's been a legitimizing of many of the things I think that's right. that, that he stands for. I mean, the only positive thing that I can imagine that would come out of the trump presidency is that he's so discredited as are all of his enablers including his family members that you know they can't show their faces in, yeah. in polite society but like again. the al- but,
3: but like there was no alt-right that i even knew of yeah before trump and exactly. now it's like this thing and i don't think it's going away so i'm i'm very concerned about that her the question is kind of strange though it's like saying you can only have a conversation about race if there are still racists mm-hmm. to me it seems that if race has gotten worse under Obama, it's because there have been things like police killing people and Republicans suppressing votes. Like it's not the fault of Obama that and, those things are happening. Yeah,
1: and and more messaging around those things and, and and the ability to communicate the stories you know around police violence and and voter suppression. But you know you could argue, and I would, <laughs> that Donald Trump is a Donald Trump's candidacy is a reaction to the election of Obama. Um, yep. In, in, in many ways, I'm not quite on board with the uh, we need racists or, or, or racists to enable conversations about race <laughs> the The
3: dynamics of Trump are fascinating though, in the Republican party because like my my father in law who's the most republican person I know really? has voted for uh every Republican since Barry goldwater and it's really is central to his identity uh-huh. is a, he's a republican he's not voting for trump uh-huh, but he is a college educated guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife's brother, who's also a Republican, isn't voting for Trump, but he has an MBA from Wharton. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all of the Republicans I know are the exact people that aren't voting for Trump if you look at the demographics. Mm-hmm. And all the people who are voting for Trump. Are people that i don't interact with <laughs> so i mean it's really hard for those of us like some people don't have any republicans in their families right like yeah. but those of us that do have republicans in our families they're the kind of republicans that hate trump so like yeah. it's this weird thing where like you're like i don't know any trump supporters you know but it's it's like it's kind of feels like that sometimes.
0: i kind of feel like i kind of feel like you might i maybe might, I feel like there is a, what, the, the he knows
3: a, like secret trump yeah oh,
1: okay
3: I'm just saying, like the most Republican person right. I know yeah. on the planet, yeah, hates Trump.
1: I mean, I would guess that like parts of my mom's side of the family are probably Trump supporters, but I don't talk to them, so this is just—I'm yeah. just making that yeah. distinction. It's funny though, but you know, I've only seen maybe three, seen three, three Trump supporters since his the beginning of his candidacy. I mean, I saw one in well, Yosemite, <laughs> a, meaning okay, he had a hat okay, on, okay. He, he had a "Making America Great Again" hat on. I saw a, a Trump supporter in. In Provincetown, Massachusetts, of all places, driving weird. around a pickup truck with like Trump stickers on it, and I'm like, "That's whoa, pretty whoa. okay." And someone in Orange County, which is not a surprise at all, that's not with something that he called the Trump Mobile. He was on the highway. <laughs> now you got to see this thing. This, this did thing, it have a wig on? It had more than a wig. It had it had <laughs> it has stuffed an, it had stuffed animals. Like it had bears and stuffed animals on the side. It had a lot of stuff about Israel that was the stuff that was both anti-semitic but also (laughs) pro-israel like you know what i mean um yeah it's crazy that's impressive anyway thanks for weighing in listeners and keep your emails and voice memos coming the address is showaboutrace at gmail.com hang in there the main episode is dropping very soon